This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. 9.17 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana with Keith. We are taking a look at the FBM KLCI. Let's get a quick update. Any chance it's turned green? It's literally the same figure as when we saw it. <laughs> it is standing still. Yeah, it's a thousand four hundred fifty-seven points, uh, just marginally lower at this at this point in time. Uh, not much change with the Singapore Straits Times Index as well, just up zero point one percent. All right, let's take a look at some of the earnings reports that have crossed our table. Uh, can we take a look at perhaps Duo Pharma? Uh, let's start with that. Yeah, we see that Duo Pharma Biotech Berhad's net profit for the third quarter ended September fell by 45% to 8.9 million ringgit from 16.4 million ringgit. And this is really due to higher finance costs. Earnings per share declined about nine, to 0.93 cent from 1.72 cent previously. Uh, quarterly revenue fell by 4% to 169.2 million ringgit. And this was due to a decrease in demand from consumer healthcare sector and the prolonged impact of increased operational costs. Not that great for its nine-month uh, figure as well. It's down 17% to 44.1 million ringgit. Right now on Bursa Malaysia, Duo Pharma is down 4 cent. That's about 3.3%. Last traded at 1 ringgit 18. Well, uh, I think while we are on the issue of healthcare, we can perhaps take a look at broader industry trends, yeah? Because we do note that uh, during Budget 2024, the Ministry of Health actually received the biggest increase of allocation. And this is uh, signaling the emphasis that uh, investing in healthcare, uh, what we need to do for the long term. And uh, with the increase in life expectancy as well and the fall in fertility rate, ageing is a global phenomenon that is unavoidable even for Malaysia, actually especially for Malaysia. By 2050, it is expected that more than 20% of the population will be 60 years and above, giving Malaysia the status of a super-aged nation. And this has presented a mix of opportunities and challenges for policymakers and society as a whole. Could there also be potential investment opportunities in this space? For some insights, we do have on the line with us Ong Chun Sung, Equity Research Analyst at RHB Research. Chun Sung, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. So Malaysia is fast becoming an aging nation, as we just mentioned, by 2056, we're expected to be super aged. What are your expectations uh, for the growth trajectory of activity in the silver economy? Hi, good morning, uh, Shazana and Keith. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, in terms of these questions, I think uh, according to research uh, we, we do uh, conducted by Aging Asia, the silver economy in Asia-Pacific uh, is estimated to hit uh, $4.6 trillion, uh, representing a five-year uh, CAGR growth of 7% uh, from 2020. Well, the fact that urbanization, uh, technologies, and healthcare advancements are the major factors uh, contributing to the increase in life expectancies uh, among senior populations. Uh, from that front, uh, we expect more demands are are generated uh, in this age group, uh, which could potentially lead to higher consumptions and increasing gap for supplies by vast business opportunities, uh, which could uh, project a growth in various sectors uh, such as uh, healthcare, uh, consumer mobilities, and the real estate. Chun mm. Sang, with this structural shift in, in the country's demographic pattern, which industry and listed players do you think are going to benefit from this? 
Well, uh, as discussed earlier, uh, the primary sector that stands to benefit uh, include uh, healthcare, property, and consumer, uh, which involve products and services catered to the needs of the aged populations. For instance, private healthcare service providers like KBJs, who has presence in seniors living and assisted living care center segments. Uh, another good example uh, includes Doe Pharma, who produce diabetics, oncologists, uh, related products, whereas for over-the-counter uh, players uh, such as Cotra Industry, who manufactures nutraceutical products uh, under its under adult health product line, and other comparable companies uh, like Nova and YSC, who, which produce uh, supplement products, uh, could stand to benefit uh, over the long term. As for property sectors, uh, we believe UOA developments who develop, who develop a co-living and wellness hub for the seniors will benefit uh, from the aging society team. Do you somehow see insurance, the insurance sector, also uh, benefiting from this somehow? Yes, uh, we we do expect. But uh, I think uh, in terms of the uh, rep- report that we, uh, I think, released yesterday, uh, we do not uh, include that uh, as well. All right. But uh, we do we do expect uh, the the uh, insurance sectors to uh, benefit. I think uh, primarily from the uh, adoptions for. Uh, medical-related cards. Okay, so you spoke about the opportunities that these players have. Are there risks that they should also be keeping in mind? Sorry, uh, I I don't get you. Are there risks ahead for these players uh, in the silver economy? Yes, uh, we do think that the surge in operating costs uh, related to headcounts of medical staff has been quite a common risk uh, faced by Malaysia private healthcare sectors. In the private healthcare service providers, headcounts of medical staff uh, constitute 30 to 50% of the total cost. Higher pace and career opportunities from neighboring countries like Singapore, Middle East, and New Zealand has caused shortages of nurses in Malaysia as medical staff uh, in Malaysia are more attracted to lucrative incentives offered by other countries. A counter offer uh, to keep our Medical staff has actually contributed to the escalations of labor costs. On the other hand, generic drugs makers and pharmaceutical players in Malaysia, uh, the strengthening of USD against MYR could pose a risk uh, given the key raw materials, uh, i.e. the active pharmaceutical ingredients, are denominated in US dollars. Junsang, mm. since we have you on the line, can we look at uh, look at a, a glove stock that's under your coverage, uh, Harta Lega? It's returned to the black after three quarters of losses. Do you reckon the worst is over for them? And does it apply to the other players as as well? Since I mean, we're talking about the stronger US dollar as well, right? Yep. Well, uh, from that front, uh, we do believe uh, the company should poise to record an improvement uh, in its profitability for the coming quarter. Uh, this is primarily driven by the improvement in operating efficiency uh, underpinned by the decommissioning exercise, uh, which should be completed by uh, fourth quarter of their financial year and uh, 2024, uh, given that the company is currently uh, in the midst of transferring uh, the remaining two production lines from their Bestari Jaya facilities to their NGC plants. Uh, this combined together uh, with the favorable cost outlook, uh, such as the easing of key raw material prices 
and the sequential easing of natural gas tariffs has actually give uh, Hata Lega room for margin improvement for the quarters to come. Whereas for the other players, uh, we do expect a similar recovery trend. And I think the more apparent one would be Supermax, uh, given that their US CBP ban uh, has been lifted in September this year. And we should start to see a sequential improvement in their top-line growth uh, by fourth queue of uh, 2023. And then maybe just uh, ending on the healthcare sector outlook, uh, Chun Song, we did see that uh, Budget 2024, the health ministry, uh, received the biggest increase in allocation. Are there any players under your coverage that you think is going to benefit from this? And maybe you can give us your top picks in the healthcare sector as well. Ken, we do expect uh, a minimal spillover effects from the increasing budget allocations for uh, private healthcare service provider, uh, despite the fact that bulk of the funds are being uh, channeled to the public sectors. Under our coverage, uh, we do see the Dole Pharma should stand to benefit from the increase in budget allocations uh, on drug procurements, whereby uh, the MOH has saw increase of allocations to uh, 5.5 uh, ringgit for 2024, up from 4, 4.9 billion uh, back in uh, 2023. In terms of our topics, uh, our sector topics is KPJ, given uh, that we like the company initiative in upscaling its assisting hospital into tertiary and quaternary care centres. And to that, I think this would allow the group to offer more sophisticated medical services and result in a better revenue intensity uh, moving forward. We also uh, observe a trend of improvement in terms of the operating efficiencies of the hospital are uh, under gestation periods, of which most are uh, open during the uh, 2019 and 2020. Of course, last but not least, uh, their health tourism segments are also continued. It has also continued to see a strong growth momentum. And the group is looking to deepen its channel uh, partner collaborations as well as to expand its regional footprint uh, within the secondary markets, uh, namely ASEAN and MENA region. Chun Sung, thank you so much for speaking to us. That was Ong Chun Sung, Equity Research Analyst with RHB Research, giving us some insights from the latest report that they have put out uh, regarding opportunities in the silver economy, also commenting on his outlook for the rubber and also healthcare sectors. Yeah, he was uh, mentioning dual pharma and we were looking at it just now. It's now down 3.3% at one ringgit eighteen, but there was uh, some not great news about its earnings uh, 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 earlier uh, right. in the they session. Right, did not be that expectations, mm. uh, essentially. Uh, but he did mention that his top pick for the uh, healthcare sector is actually KPJ. A lot of things are uh, going right for it at the moment. Um, it is coming up to 9.29 in the morning. We do have a quick message before we head into the 9.30am news bulletin. Um, today, workspaces are being redefined to address sustainability, well-being and a greener future. JLL, in collaboration with InvestKL, invites you to explore the global ESG landscape at their upcoming event, Green Horizons, Crafting the Workplace of Tomorrow. Its key speakers will include Mr. Ma Chun Wai, the Director of Investment Relations for Asia and Oceania at InvestKL, Anthony Cole, Executive Director of Environment for ACOM, and Yulia Nikolicheva, JLL Head of Research and Consultancy. This is happening on November 16 at Le Meridia KL. Register now at jll.com. 
realestatesforabetterworld.com.my Shaping the future of real estate for a better world. After the 9.30am news bulletin, we have Ringgit and Sense. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.